0: I'm uh, speaking to you from the tail end of a few-day personal retreat that I've just taken. I was lucky enough to find a house, a place uh, where I could stay for these four days. and i felt it was important to take a retreat especially with all the teaching work that i've been doing with the general busyness of life especially now with tax season and an upcoming trip i have planned to panama and india and retreat for educators with so much going on in my life and being in a position that I'm constantly giving it really felt important to also take time for myself to um, to clarify and to really just come back to the ground of my own heart and mind and see where I'm at with everything so the first thing that I noticed in myself uh, was that I didn't want to come back. I, for better or for worse, am in a place that has a television set with um, Gaia TV as a viewing possibility. And for those of you who know, Gaia TV, it's um, an endless supply of new age, videos, talks, documentaries, some very, very informative yoga classes as well. And I spent the first day really just taking a lot of time and kind of rotating between watching different talks and documentaries and drifting off to sleep. And eventually, it got to about two in the morning, I went to bed officially And waking up the next day, I really just noticed that I I felt terrible. And um, I really could see that because I'd been running around so much, there was actually a, a disconnection. I was disconnected from myself, from my heart, from really feeling grounded and comfortable in myself. And I was at a place where any time that I stopped, any time that I gave myself some space, I would, I would be in touch with this pain, this pain of unsatisfactoriness, this pain of isolation, of not really being connected to myself in an emotional way. And because there was pain when I stopped, the easiest thing to do was to keep going. Was to keep distracting, keep moving, keep busying my mind so that it didn't really have to come back to this emotional ground of pain that I was feeling. So slowly over these couple days, that's really been my theme, my my reflection point. I didn't come into this retreat with any specific goal, but I can see that the goal kind of arises from itself because it's it's already there. When I live life in this room, and I stayed in this room for four days, I didn't let myself leave, I kind of just kept spinning around in in this habitual way of being of doing and when I just continued being honest to myself feeling deeply into it. The path slowly revealed itself and I think it's easy to get caught up in ideals and ideas. For me going on retreat I thought oh great go and sit and meditate. this really beautiful, peaceful time. But actually, there's another truth that needed to be addressed. And ultimately, we're only as developed, as far along, as our most underdeveloped parts. And so to continue pushing myself ahead, pushing myself forward, gleaning these beautiful meditations, actually turned out not to be the way forward this time. It seems to me that a more genuine, more authentic, more sustainable spiritual path is actually the one where we start where we are. Where we base our realizations off of the experiences that we're making. And that what we would call our practice is something that evolves from a place of need. From a place of directly finding the antidote to what it is that ails us. So unfortunately, the very first step in all of this process, it was to start getting in touch with that pain. The first step was to really let my wheels spin the way that they were spinning, but within this protected framework of being in this place. That I had nowhere to escape to, nowhere to run to. And eventually that just led me to feel the pain that I was creating for myself. And as I was feeling this pain and realizing that running would only worsen it, I had to start feeling it and coming closer to it. I had to start trying to identify what it is and where it comes from and what it wants. And I had spent some time writing, and I spent some time drawing, reflecting. And ultimately, it seems that there's just a rift that, that I created, maybe we create in ourselves between who we want to be, who we wish to be, what we wish to be, and a lot of what's really going on inside. And I see for myself that my fears, my insecurities, my laziness, these are things that I often struggle against, almost fight against or try to force away by disciplining myself to practice and to move forward. But that's exhausting and eventually eventually that discipline it it can't be held anymore and it has to be let go of and the pendulum inevitably swings back the other way. So this time I really started from from the backswing of the pendulum, and really spent that time being in touch with myself, feeling the pain and slowly approaching it and clarifying it. And only from that point, it started to become possible to to make a a plan of action or to make steps of transformation. I think to come on a retreat and to really sit for many hours and meditate and really kind of bust through all this practice could be a great, exhilarating, uplifting feeling. But ultimately it could possibly not transform anything at all. Sometimes actually the only way to transform is to really hit this rock bottom in ourselves, to really hit a point of no return where we have no choice except to change our ways, to move on with full clarity and understanding of the situation. One of the things that I watched on Gaia TV was the Dalai Lama he gave a talk, and in the talk he mentioned about conflict. And he said that, you know, conflict is always going to happen as long as there's people. And he said that instead of praying or thinking that somehow there's this ideal where there's no conflict in the world, He instead started from this place of really acknowledging this this reality that there is conflict. But the way forward with conflict is communication instead of violence, the violence that we often see. And there was something really beautiful in this because the Dalai Lama, especially being the teacher he is, especially being so high up there and such a traveler and having so much experience and really talking and reaching millions of people. To have him say that there is conflict, that conflict is is inevitable, it was actually a relief for me to hear. I think a lot of spirituality as we see it or talk about it, including spiritual teachers, books, and even ideas, they're often trying to superimpose another reality on top of this one. Talking about some kind of ideal utopian place or way of doing things or relationships where there's no kinds of arguing. And I think that always setting these ideas up on a pedestal really ultimately, sure, it sets a bit of a compass, but I think it does more harm than good. Because we as humans, when we contact, when we touch anything that's not ideal, when we touch anything that's less than, we think somehow there's something wrong or that we're somehow wrong or bad or broken or shouldn't be. And I think this is just one of the most destructive mindsets we can have. I saw for myself that I spent the better part of day two and a bit of day three even really being hard on myself, really feeling that somehow I had failed in my retreat because of using the time in such an unwise way. But then I started to realize, no, it's not that at all, if anything it was a huge success because i allowed i allowed myself to be i allowed myself to lie on the couch to sit and watch tv to doze to really continue building up an emptiness feeling inside of myself which is what i started seeing i was doing as so i was really feeling a deep emptiness in myself because i was always focused outside, externally. And the more that I really sat in that energy, the more that I continued doing it, and the stronger and more painful it got, the more that I could see the self-destructive habitual energy that I carry around all day long, although it's usually under the surface, usually I don't see it. And really the point of this retreat for me, it was allowing that stuff to come up, was allowing me to take a look at myself. And so it's not about feeling ashamed or bad or broken or wrong or like somehow everyone else got it together except for us. But instead it's really about giving ourselves space to look at, yeah, like who am I? What am I doing? What's, what's coming out of me? What's the energy that I'm creating? And really being honest and open with that and allowing it to run its course as you watch and reflect. And eventually, you'll confront your suffering to the place where you have to change and do something else. And I think ultimately the spiritual path, it's just a continuation of that very mechanism. is reflecting, living out, and noticing that you're carrying pain, you're creating pain. Seeing that, feeling that, identifying where the pain's coming from and slowly changing, transforming, slowly gaining insights and realizations to free yourself from that, whether that's beliefs you're carrying that aren't true or whether it's just your way of being or acting. And a continual process of of living our lives with reflection and changing those things that cause us suffering. And that's this this refinement, this refining process, this purification. Slowly, slowly getting rid of more and more of these chunks of suffering in our lives that we're creating, that that we're really generating for ourselves through our ways of being, through our ways of thinking and perceiving and acting, and mainly just through our unclarity. Because I see ultimately for myself, I just didn't see it clearly. I didn't see it clearly enough. And seeing it clearly wasn't just a mental thing. Because of course I knew. Of course I knew it. But I had to feel it. I had to really let myself go down that path fully to make that experience and to know that this isn't what I want. That this brings me more suffering than happiness. And I think that in general, so my big takeaway from all of this was really that the path of transformation is the path of of confronting our own darkness. It's confronting ourselves and that just really means looking at our pain and our suffering and seeing how we're creating it, proliferating it, sustaining it. And also looking clearly and deeply and seeing how our misunderstanding of a situation or our way of being or responding is creating that. Instead of pushing that stuff away, instead of pretending that's not us or fighting it, it brings much more to accept ourselves, who we are, to allow that stuff come to our surface and then to give that stuff the chance to transform. I think a lot of us are afraid that if we really accept those parts of ourselves, we're suddenly a monster or a bad person or not good enough or unlovable. But actually, it's the ultimate act of self-love to allow that stuff to rise so that it can transform, so that you can actually be free of it because ultimately it's not you. It's just your karma. It's just the results of your unskillful and unwise actions. If I'm lying there watching TV all day, of course I'm going to start feeling emotionally empty. But somehow I just didn't know that. I just had to keep doing it until it really made sense. And then I said, "Ah, okay, I don't want this. I want to read more than I watch TV. I want to Write more than I talk. I want to listen more than I act. And it just became clear to me that this isn't the path of of peace, of happiness. This is the path of suffering. And I think this continues. It's all a big learning process. We continually adjust, take a step see how it feels, and adjust, and just continue and slowly correct our course, slowly refine, and really knowing that the first step, the first step is really acknowledging, really acknowledging where we are at, starting where we are, and really knowing that it's okay, that you're okay, whatever it is that you find, Guilt or shame or feeling that you're weak or regrets. That's just your karma. That's just the results because you didn't know what you were doing. And now it's time to learn. Now it's time to see that. And now it's time to shift and to adjust and to really start living the life that you do want, that brings you the happiness that you do want to eventually allow you to feel comfortable in yourself. And I saw for myself today that ultimately that's all that I've actually ever wanted, all these experiences I've made, traveling the world I think 24 countries, eight years in a monastery, meetings with all these great masters around the world, being witness to all sorts of mystical and miracle experiences and reading extensively, Ultimately, all that I've ever wanted was to feel peaceful inside of myself, to feel content in my own skin, to feel relaxed and happy. And clarifying that wish, and I only can imagine that that's the wish that many people, if not all people, actually share on some deep level. It showed me the way to move forward. And it showed me that the life that I want is actually possible. Once I've really owned up to the situation as it is. So I wanted to share these reflections of today, of these past four days with you. And really, I hope to give you courage, to give you strength to really give you determination to face yourself and to go through it. And there's a really good quote that I read that I guess I could end this with. And it said that you shouldn't be afraid of the spiritual fire. It won't burn you. It will only burn the things that are not you. So I wish you a good day, a good week, and good luck. Thanks for listening. Visit me at sethmonk.org.